Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Kind Savage. It's your girl, Nikki G. And with me today, I'm actually so excited because I have a very special guest with me. She's one of my greatest friends ever. Um, she is the founder of Melanin NYC. She's also a certified life coach, and she started Sankofa. And um, she's also a marketing person extraordinaire, writer and creator, and just a goddess. So please help me in welcoming Siobhan Taisha. Oh, I love it. I'm so humbled. <laughs> why, why are my watery eyes so, so emotional? ready to cry for no reason <laughs> thank you so much for having me I, I love first of all the fact that it's named kind savage is just everything i needed on this sunday <laughs> afternoon i love it here yes. love it here <laughs> so how you been i've been really really good i've been very focused we'll, we'll get into all of the things yes doing all of the things i've been very i've been very focused so that's been wonderful how are you? I'm good. I'm hanging in there, you know, staying safe, wearing my mask. Right. Doing my That's thing. That's the key. Yeah. You know? That's the key. <laughs> so one thing that I've always admired about Siobhan is the fact that she, when I met, when, first of all, when I met you, you were what, like 22, 21? Stop. Don't lie on me. I met you when I was 19. Oh, okay. So yeah. And she already had... <laughs> She already had her own business. She already had her own collective called right. Melanin NYC. So yes. um, can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? So yeah, Melanin NYC is a digital media company for women of color. Um, so a lot of the work that we do is focused on education, empowering, um, storytelling. So for the first I think the first three years we were mainly digital. We were strictly just doing like nonstop writing about just different things that were occurring in each writer's lives, things that were happening in community. And then we expanded it to um, our annual workshop series. Well, our annual event, the Sister Social. And then we started the last Sunday brunch right before. I mean, we started that in 2019. So obviously COVID kind of came and wiped all of those plans a little bit out of the way. Right. But we were doing um, tons of workshops, whether it's like virtual girls night, which we did throughout um, since March, um, just different things of that nature, just to have these conversations and break through barriers of what may seem uncomfortable um, and bring women together to share commonalities. Mm -hmm. And what was the spark that, you had that was like I need to start this when you were 19 or how, when did you start it when you were 19 really really and truly when I was 20 but I okay. met you when I was 19 okay my bad. I started it <laughs> no yeah, yeah yeah I started it a couple of months later I think there were so many things happening like we were at FIT we were like working so hard and studying so hard and I didn't necessarily feel, besides you and, like, a couple of people that were there, I didn't really feel like I had a community of people that I can, like, relate to mm -hmm. um, in that specific uh, environment. And I thought about all of the things that, like, women go through and all of the challenges that occur. And I was like, the main people that I count on are sisters, are people that I can call, and we can talk about anything. We can talk about fast, but we can talk about whatever's happening in the world and I wanted to bring together a group of women to do that so obviously we've had some 
different women throughout the years. Yes. But I think that also talks about when we're, we'll be talking about adulthood, but that also talks about like what that maturity process looks like because we all go through different phases of evolution. Right. So like when I first started, the group that I started with fit who I was in that time. Yes. And we've all expanded beyond that. And I ended up minimizing my team um, within the last year to be able to find, you know, Zane and Noni who are just phenomenal and having a, a team that reflects where I'm at now and where I plan to be. So speaking about that maturity, how do you feel like Melon and NYC has grown since your first conception of it till now? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, definitely as many people as I know and as many relationships as I built, um, I was always nervous about having an event. Um, I knew what I like to see when I go out. I knew what I like to experience, the kind of energy I wanted to cultivate, but I didn't, I, I had anxiety about how many people would show up, what this would look like, what, you know, I think often we see, we're on social media, so we're comparing ourselves to people who are like big names and we're like, oh, I want to be this way. But I really didn't realize how much community impact happened. And so when we did the very first Sister Social, I rented out like a um, storefront retail store called, it's right, oh my God, it's owned, oh, it's called Make Manifest. So I rented out Make Manifest and they're a retail store. And at the time they were doing like sewing classes and different community workshops for women. And when I rented them out, I was like, I'm only expecting like 20 people, 30 people maybe. And at that point, I think only like 10 people had RSVP'd. And I believe like 70 people showed up. Like we literally couldn't even close the door. And it was like, maybe this is like March. So it was still kind of cold. So this like draft is coming in. There was, we had no microphones. We literally planned on doing this very, like we just sit in a circle and we just talk. And it was supposed to be very, very small and yeah. intimate. And it wasn't that way. And I think that was a testament of the growth because I was still seeing myself and my and my team in this like very minimal light, yeah. not recognizing how many people we were impacting with like what we were doing. Right. Do you feel like that's a testament to um, just starting something? Because I feel like, especially nowadays, you just you just talked about how we look on social media, people have these platforms, and they're like, and you as someone who maybe just in college or whatever, or might right. have an idea, and you're like, but I don't know how to bring it forth, like bring, make it actually happen. So would your advice be to just do it, or or do you feel like there's a specific process um, from having an idea and then actually implementing it? That's real. I think there, I think it depends on the person for sure, because mm -hmm. I was somebody, I'm someone that is a Pinterest hoarder. Like I'll mm -hmm. save all these different pins of every mm -hmm. single detail information. I'm like, Oh, this plan, this plan, this <laughs> social media content. And half the time I'm not really using it. Right. Like right. I'm storing all of this, um, all of this information in my mind and I'm not really using it. Yeah. So I do say a lot of the times when it comes to like clients that I work with in it for Sankofa Mastery, there's times where I'll tell them like, just let's, we can do a breakdown of step-by-steps. We can create smart goals. We can do that. But like, 
let's actually do each step, right? Because right. a lot of times we're planning so much and we're so focused on every detail that we neglect like the the moment as is, right? So if I had focused strictly on, because I was going to have this event whether 10 people showed up or no one showed up. Like right. I was just determined to have the event. I mean, and so for me, I had no plans of what it would look like to have this level of support. And, and I think with that limitation, it just taught me sometimes you do have to step out and be faithful to yourself and say, okay, I trust that this is going to go in my favor. And if it doesn't, this is also still happening in my favor. Right. So even if something doesn't go exactly as planned, that is still an active lesson for you to better whatever it is that you need to work on. But I think it's important to like definitely do your research. Yes. um, But don't research so long that you're not doing it. Like we spent three (laughs) years not doing any events. Like we did like a potluck once a year. Yeah. And we didn't really promote it. Right. So it was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we probably had like 10 people that would come and we were, I was so, I was so good with it being 10 people. Yeah. When it was like, we could be doing so much more. Yeah. Right. So I think it was just time to challenge your, sometimes we have to challenge ourselves and push past like the limitations that we set for Mm -hmm. ourselves. Um, and it's, it's difficult. I know a lot of people say that it, it seems like it's easy, like, oh, just push past. And it's really not that simple. <laughs> right. You really have to reprogram your mind and tell yourself that you are going to have a good experience no matter what's happening. Right. Yeah. And did you approach Sankofa Mastery differently than you approached starting Melon NYC? Yeah, for 100%. <laughs> I can't even say for sure. 100%. Um, I went to... A life coaching school to learn how to be a, a better listener. That was my entire goal. I had no, in my mind, I had no desire to actually coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> I want to study. I want to be a great listener. I want to be able to communicate effectively. Who do I feel like are the strongest communicators? I'm like, coaches are the strongest communicators mm-hmm. in the world to me. I want to learn how to communicate that well. And I started the program and we were studying and we like had this group and we'd meet and we'd go through like just different scenarios together. And as they were appearing, it was so adamant, like, okay, no, actually I probably would be really great at this. Like you spent all this money just to be a listener. (laughs) Right. Um, And so I finished the program in September and I didn't launch Sankofa until January of 2020. So I finished it in September, October 2019, and I didn't launch for months later. And really, I was like, I with Melon YC, I just kind of like threw things together. And I it was very scattered at first. And we did a rebrand in, I guess, last fall, we did like, and yeah, fall, December, we did we did some shooting. And we right around the same time as Sankofa, we were redesigning like Melon YC's website. So I, that was my main focus. And I was kind of like, I'm just going to put Sankofa out there because the edits can happen later. Right. And so when I started the website, I was like, okay, I'm going to make the simplest logo. I'm going to keep it as clean as possible. I'm going to 
shoot with somebody I like no not do I didn't want to do too much too soon I'm like let's start at I play it very safe sometimes I know it's gonna sound crazy but I really didn't feel the need to go all the way out of the out of the woodworks I was like let's just start it off slowly um and obviously the pandemic happened and I was like okay there's we're not really going to be out shooting like this we're not going to be doing some of the stuff so a lot of it um you know I started podcasting I started doing a lot of other things and I kind of e I wrote like this ebook so I kind of I was easing into everything slowly and I did I kind of rolled everything out every other month or so so that it wasn't as I mean as opposed to Melon YC I was rolling things out every few years right. <laughs> like okay we're gonna do an event <laughs> two years go by okay we're gonna launch another version of an event yeah so it was it, yeah I think I just learned to kind of just go with the flow and like people who are gonna support are gonna support and if nobody supports I'm okay with it as you're well. okay with that too what is the meaning behind the name Sankofa so Sankofa is a symbol and some people call it an Ankara symbol um, it's straight from Akan people of Ghana, and it is literally a bird that is turning backwards. So it means literally um, to go back and get it. Mm -hmm. um, other people will say um, to like to look back in order to move forward, like going backwards in order to go forward. Or some people will say go back and get it, which it's it, they're interchangeable, but it literally just means like having knowledge of your past in order to move forward. Oh, wow. Um, and so I thought it was really important because I think a lot of a lot of times when we're assessing goals or we're just thinking about things that we want to do, we never look at our track record of some... And, and oftentimes, like, our characteristics or our qualities or the, our work ethic is kind of always the same until we change it. So sometimes we have to really look back at what we've already accomplished and what we've already done and what we weren't willing to do in order to figure out what we're willing to do in the next stage of our life. Right. I also, I was watching Oprah the other day, like on YouTube. <laughs> I love Oprah. And um, she was interviewing this guy. I actually forgot his name, but he wrote this book and it's basically about um, being very conscious, like instead of instead of focusing on mm. like everything around us, is to be really present and have true consciousness over our own mind, right? right. And one thing he, when you were talking about looking back to move forward, it kind of reminded me of something he said. It's not exactly the same, but it's right. adjacent. And he basically said that a lot of times people when they're in a situation that's challenging or they make a mistake or something like that, they have a setback. They take it as they, they live, they live in that past moment because they're kind of toiling over it. Right. Right. But he, I, I love the way he phrased it. I'm, I want, I'm not going to say it as good as he did, <laughs> but he said that basically with every people think that when they have a setback, it's holding them back. But actually right. the setback is there to propel you even further. So I kind of thought about that when you were talking about the bird and how you have to look back and get it, or it kind of propels you instead of right. holding you down or holding you back. Yeah, because a, a lot of times when when I mention Sankofa, I'm very mindful to say, like, you're looking back, but you're not staying there, right? Yeah. Like, so 
it's okay for us to um, analyze situations, but I have like I'm I'm big on the 24 hour rule. Like I'm not about to be upset about this for more than 24 hours. Like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move forward because um, there's more things that are are here for you. Right. There are more tools available to you. So yeah, I it's it's really it it definitely is parallel. Like making sure that you understand that you are not stuck. Right. Yeah. These things things do occur. Life is happening it is real in yes. this time yes. and so as these things are occurring not feeling the need to um commit yourself to the trauma that is in the moment but being able to like have those breakthroughs experience what this is for what it is and move past it move past it and it's actually a really good time to start like a um what is it a life coach type of business because during this time, I feel like so many people are, are struggling um, with mental health and things like that. And I feel like, you know, when people have a place to go to like that, whether it's virtual or not, like if you if this ever happened, right, you would have more in-person type of events and, and stuff like that. And maybe even counseling someone one-to-one-on-one -on -one or something like that. Um, right. So how – and what I, also what I really like about that, about you specifically, is that your businesses – your projects reflect who you are, right? Right. So you're all about community. Like you're like you are a proud black woman in America. Let's be real, right? Like it's a hard right. time right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's been a hard time. But and I feel like you like you're so empowered within yourself and I've seen it happen throughout the years too. So it's like your Melon NYC really reflects that. It's like empowered <laughs> black women, women of color, right? A reflection yes. of you. Um, growing mm -hmm. in who they are, understanding who they are culturally and also spiritually and as a woman as well, right? And then there's right. also men included in that and they should be included in it because I feel like a lot of men don't be knowing, right? They just right. don't know. And to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, respectfully. <laughs> to be honest, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then on the other hand, you have Sankofa, which is like, all right, now let's reflect and let's let's grow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um. I don't even know where I was going with that, but it's like, you know, I feel like it's so important during these times, especially because not only are we dealing with this pandemic, but we're also dealing with a resurgence of young people being really in charge and active of their own lives. Right. Yeah, I think, honestly, it's been a play on being multifaceted because I feel like at times I would be like, Ugh, like this week, my horoscope just was kept going at me. I was just like, <laughs> I'm minding my business over here and I'm getting notifications like, are you really doing the work you say you are? And I'm like, ooh, let me go read six books right now and not talk to anybody <laughs> for a few hours. Like, legit. Sometimes we need those reminders. So yes. it's great, like, hearing you say that because it's a, it's a lot of work. Like, I know you and I are friends, so you, you literally heard every possible ridiculous crazy story that happens <laughs> behind the scenes of all of these like quote-unquote successes right? right like but there is real work happening so it's good it's good to have that understanding because I think a lot of times when we're on just when we're in social media in that virtual world we think that everything is so simple for everyone we're like yeah look this person just does this and it seems this way and it's like no sometimes you gotta spend hours 
writing and fleshing out before you even go speak to someone. Because you want to make sure that the work that you're doing with that person is done with a, a, a clear mind and not you bringing in your own, I mean, we all have our own intentions, but not bringing your own uh, baggage <laughs> to someone right. else's <laughs> mind, even if you're not meaning to do so, right. just having that. Which all goes back to just being aware, being conscious of what you are actually bringing to the to the space, you know, Um, how do you feel having these businesses, having these projects has helped you grow as a person? Like, has it made you realize things about yourself? Okay, one of the, it definitely has made me realize some things. I used to be like a super, I'm probably, some people probably will still say I am, but I used to be a very busy bee. Like I would just be running around constantly everywhere, spreading myself super thin. Um, A lot of my days I would, I mean, there are days where, I'm guilty recently where I'll be like, I was in the Bronx, then I was in Manhattan, then I was in Brooklyn, then I was in Long Island, now I'm back, now I'm going here. And it'll be like all day, like from 10 in the morning until like 2 a.m. the next day. Right. Um, And sometimes I have to, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned, and I feel like, I feel like this is my friend Isaac, but just learning to be more more proactive and productive than just act. Right. Right. Some people are just straight up active. Like you're making all of these movements, but they're not adding up. Right. And so I want like every single thing I do is intentional. So if I wake up, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing for the day or this is my intention for the week. This is my goal for the week. Even if it's something as simple as like logging off of media for like a week and or just planning it out so I don't have to be on it. It'll just be something like that. Yeah. Do you have... um like, do you meditate? Do you have, like, that type of routine in the morning when you wake up? I have morning routines. Have I been <laughs> sticking to them? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm really, really going to be honest with you all. I, when I, said, when I said this horoscope was reading me this week, for <laughs> Phil, it right. was. I normally, um, and I'll tell you exactly how long this has been not happening. I normally wake up, do a 30-minute meditation, um, do 30 minutes uh, of, like, cardio or yoga, and then I'll dance for 30 minutes to whatever song or playlist I feel like, and then I'll get ready for my day. Like, I'll just get up, get ready, eat, do whatever. Um, I was in New Orleans in August <laughs> coaching um, with Wendy for Mind Art, for Meta Mind Art. And when we were in New Orleans, we were literally on a very strict schedule that I created. <laughs> like I created this very firm schedule and it was so perfect that I thought when I came back to New York, I would have been right back. So literally since August, my schedule has been crazy because when I got back from New Orleans, my house was under construction and the construction didn't stop until last week. So <laughs> everything I would normally do just to like ground myself for the day was not occurring. Um, and so even like simple practice, like even 
we were when we were in New Orleans, the first few days I was like snacking and I'm a heavy snacker, but I'll be like, okay, let me get some good snacks, right? Like, let me get some chickpea puffs, whatever, let's throw it in. <laughs> but um I I came back and I was like, okay, let's get on the juicing, let's get on smoothies again. So I'm back on that level of my routine and making sure I'm taking my vitamins now that everything is set up. But I've only been, I literally just moved into my space last weekend. So this past week, I've been getting back into my normal regimens from August. (laughs) (laughs) I was like in shambles because I'm I'm extremely organized. And when Mm -hmm. things are not organized, I cannot function. Right. I literally couldn't function. I had to put everything back and then it's a whole new space. So I've moved things and I'm like, okay, don't know where these things are, Yeah, but we're going to work through. So I think normally meditation is, is the first thing I like to sleep meditation. Um, before I go to bed, Mm -hmm. I'll journal and then do meditation. And then when I wake up, I'll start the day the same way. Wow. Um, and so normally that's consistent. I'm getting right back into 21 days to build a habit back. Yeah. Because it's literally been intense. But I set, I kid you not, I set alarm clocks for everything. Yeah. I'm like, wake up, meditate, read. Every hour is accounted for. Like take lunch, end lunch, take a nap, end nap, <laughs> work on this. I have it all with alarm clocks and then in my yeah. plan. So keep me accountable. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'd say. It's accountability right there. Yeah. If not, you'll just, you know, I feel like, in, I feel like inherently you and me, we like to be free. We don't like to like just, yeah, we don't want to be on a strict schedule. So we have to kind of like make ourselves do that. But um, one thing I really wanted to ask you too is have you, what was the moment or have you not had that moment yet where you're like, yo, I'm grown. Like, I'm a grown woman. Okay, let me tell you. I had, a, I had, I realized I was a grown woman like yesterday. <laughs> I was, me, I was today years old when I found out. I was. It might have been this morning, actually. <laughs> I did not, Nikki. I was sitting here and I was like, "What was? I, what was I doing? Oh, you know, I hung out with Fearless mm-hmm. last night, and um, she's. You know how she talks. She's so little. And yeah. she does all these hands. <laughs> she was like, you're grown. You're so grown. <laughs> She's like, she was like, it's giving, it's giving 30. And I'm like, Fearless, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not 30. She was like, no, but in a good way, you're giving 30. Yeah, I could totally see her saying that. And I was like, <laughs> with the hands? Yeah. like, I was like, oh, am I grown? I've been thinking I was 17 this entire time. <laughs> like, I've been living 17. Mm-hmm. I was 21 for like, three years and then I was like okay I'm 24 I'm 25 now I'm like okay so I just realized I was grown last night so now you in see that it? conversation do you see I it see, now? I see it a little bit what do you I see it in I see it in the way I designed my space I'm like this is really mature <laughs> um I see it in just the way I carry myself and the level of self-awareness so when we were talking earlier and I was saying like the different <laughs> levels of our, the team I had at Mel NYC and how yeah. we reflected, I literally can tell like 
how I handled situations would not be the same. Now. Right, right. And then even a simple, like, I wrote a list the other day and I wrote a list of like everything I desire um, and the relationships I want to attract from just different people in my life. And as I was writing it, I was like, I stopped myself and was like, do you do any of these things? I was able to like have that conversation. And I felt like that conversation with self was so mature and was so grown. Cause I think a lot of times and not not everyone can do it, but I'm so um, I'm analytical in the best ways. Like I'm, I'm journaling and note taking every part of the journey. Like literally today is this day. I (laughs) had this dream. This dream made me realize this, or I'm reading this and I'm asking myself this. Like I write everything out because I want to go beyond like all of the experiences I had to really um, pinpoint what this next few years will look like. And I think just sitting with yourself and just writing out what you need will very easily show you what you may not have been actively applying. Right. Right. So I think that helps me. The I think that was like within this past two weeks, I was like, wow, I'm in a zone. Because even having people in my space was weird. Like this week, people were over and I was like, this is really strange. <laughs> I'm up late. Yeah. Because I'm a cold grandma. <laughs> you know that? Yeah, I know. I go to bed at like 9 p.m. <laughs> and wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> and I have nothing to do at 5 a.m. I'm just up. Yeah. Like just breathing and looking at outside. Yeah. But literally, <laughs> I kid you not. So like this, this past week, I was like, like today, I was up until 7 this morning. Like from last night. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Wow. And one of my friends was like, I just applaud you because we all know you are normally asleep. Yeah. But I got told about it. Like, Siobhan, we all went out the other day and it was 10 p.m. and you took a nap in a, in a club with us. A full nap. I was completely sleeping. I was like, I was like, I'm grown. I can take napping out. So no one can now, tell me I'm shit. Staying, now I'm staying up and prioritizing yeah. my time and being... Yeah, being accurate about what I want and being committed to what I want. Right. I'll say that. Right. And that's big. Right. It's really big, you know, because I feel like a lot of times, like, we know things, you know, but we don't always live what we know. We just completely do the opposite of what we know. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about that? Because our last episode, we talked about, Part of being an adult is <laughs> owning. I feel so guilty sometimes. Right? Like owning your mistakes, uh, right? Because yes. I feel like when you're a kid, you don't own up to your mistakes. Right. But part of an adult is like, no matter what the mistake is, no matter what you did, you have to own up to it. And the difference between someone who is willing to face that and who isn't is someone who's not fully grown. Like, not grown in the sense of like, emotional maturity yes emotionally yes um i'll tell you what i tell everybody i lied one time in my life for like two years i told a lie and it was like you know when you tell you know when they say when someone tells a lie they start to believe it yeah like i lied so long for like it had to be like two (laughs) i mean it was one scenario but i lied about that for like 
I'm not going to lie. This was 2015. I lied up until last year about this. What? And people who were at, like, I kid you not. And people were just like, Siobhan, you literally told us yourself that you were lying about this. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, I was adamant. Like, I believed this one lie for forever. And there was no reason to, like, still lie about it at all. But I just was like, I'm going to tell this lie. And I think that was one thing, just last year, just finally owning. I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I've been lying about this for, like, years. We all knew this because yeah. I admitted to it years ago. But I still was committed to still lying about it. I was holding on to the lie forever. That's crazy. And it, wasn't any, it literally wasn't anything crazy. It's just, you know, when something happens, you're like, this isn't really a big deal, but mm-hmm. for the sake of today, I just am going to lie. Yeah. And that's really what it was. I was just like, I don't even feel like explaining this. I'm just going to say, I don't know what's going on and I'm going to stick to it. And everyone's like, Siobhan, you were fully present, aware. Like, I'm like, no, everyone's lying on me. So Siobhan, everyone's like everyone. And then I just had to, but I think when it comes to just, like, owning up to your mistakes, I said this, like, on a live the other day. There was a time, like, one of my friends, like, this guy I was seeing, every single time I would go to his house, something bad would happen to me. Every single time. Every time I met up with him. Every time I went anywhere, something bad would occur. And for years, I would be, like, ignoring it. I'd be like, everything's okay. I'm just going to go over today. Every (laughs) time I went, something would occur. And I would just be like, no, you know, it's just, I guess today's just a weird day. <laughs> I was blatantly like rose colored. I didn't want to see anything but what I wanted to see. And it was just so crazy. Like, I remember I walked in and I had a bottle in my hand. I had like my laptop in like a bag and a glass bottle that was in another bag. I walked in regular open the door and the bottle just dropped right out of the plastic bag onto the floor shattered in the entrance there was glass everywhere so i couldn't actually cross the threshold to get in because it's covered in glass that was the universe don't enter what's what's happening so now i'm standing outside waiting for it to be mopped up to come in only to trip (laughs) on the entrance like sometimes we just are our worst enemies at the worst time yeah so i think a lot of times there are a lot of people who do that like They'll be like, Lord, please send, or whoever they pray to, or whatever's going on, send me a sign. And like, you're getting struck. Your tire just went flat on the way there. And you're, <laughs> you're actively still participating yeah. in whatever you want to see. And I think just being honest with yourself goes a long way. Like, literally, my friend was like, hey, recently was like, hey, Siobhan, you, you tend not to be a great listener at times. <laughs> I was like, I was like, give me an example. You know, we were all out. I was talking about my life and you fell asleep. (laughs) But I was like, okay, so I've been adamant. Like the last few days, I'm up to like seven talking. I'm like, I'm going to be up. I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm listening. I'm here. But I'm, I'm, I'm really big on wanting to do the improvement. So, Mm -hmm. and I had spoken to a bunch of people and you know, like my, my son, you know, I spoke to my sensei, my nephew Mm -hmm. and he's just, He's brilliant. So to give a context, me and my nephew are three years apart and he's just, he's a genius. Mm -hmm. And literally I called him and I was like, so, hey, I was just talking to someone and they 
said, I'm not a bad listener. I'm like saying I'm a bad listener. And he was like, yeah, of course you are. And I was like, <laughs> I was like when are you going to tell me this? And he was like, I was like, everyone was like, yo, you're amazing. Like, if you're working, you're excellent. But if you're, if your phone is near you or food, we're just, we're just going to expect you not to listen to us at all for, about whatever it is. If there's a food there, you didn't hear anything. Yeah. If you're on the phone, you didn't hear us at all. I was like, well, at least we, I was like, when is anybody going to tell me? They were like, we have. And I was like, okay, so I was just eating and I didn't hear you. Right. Okay. So I didn't hear you. So just learning sometimes we have to be super cognizant, right? Yeah. So I've been making sure just part of adulting, part of like paying attention, being focused, learn, learning, um, literally just listening to myself, being aware of being self-aware. A lot of people are not self-aware. Right. So even though I'm aware, like I'll be like, hey, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't hear anything you just said. <laughs> did you say this or did you say that? Right apologies because this is where my head is at and so sometimes I have people that are very patient that are willing and there are other people that like look I'm not gonna repeat myself and we're there we yeah we see each other we're okay yeah but I think it's just we have to be able to be honest and not pretend to be anything other than what we are so if you're you know but and then also not staying there right so a lot of people would just say when you tell them something like that's just the way that I am. Yeah. But that doesn't really <laughs> yeah. help, right? If the way that you are is like negatively impacting yes. yourself or your environment, then yes. there's something that needs to be done. That's the thing. That that right there is like gold. So cuz I was just thinking the same thing earlier because there are things about us that are fundamentally who we are. We talked about this last week. I think right. it was last week. And um yeah, like, you know, pe- some people are inherently kind, right? Some people are inherently a little bit scatterbrained, right? So they might not seem like they're the best listeners. They might seem like they have their head in the clouds, right? Right. But but then, like you just said, if it's negatively impacting your life and people around you who you care about, like, if you don't give right. a fuck about somebody, that's different, right? Because they shouldn't yeah. even be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know so what I'm saying? So sorry to that man. Yeah, sorry to that man. I don't know that man. <laughs> I don't know him. But, yeah, so it's like, you know, when it starts impacting people negatively, that's something you really have to take a look at. It could be rooted in who you really are, right? Like, for me, let's say, like, somebody like me, right? I'm I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That is so crazy to say. <laughs> Why did you guys make me laugh that hard? <laughs> She's also in agreement, though. You saw that, right? <laughs> the thing is that I'm a person. Listen, people think I'm that I'm not a sensitive person, okay? They think I don't have any emotions, but I do, right? You that do. I don't, I don't convey them the way <laughs> that people might be used to, right? So I have to take into That's account. Crazy. I have to actively take into account, like, okay, this person is telling me that they that they love me or that like they're giving me they're telling me something and I'm just like, okay. I have to be like I have to be ready to be like, okay, Nicole, don't just say okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to actually tell someone how you feel, right? So I'm getting better at actually expressing myself because that was always a problem in my past. Because I'm I'm very reserved. Right. With mm-hmm. certain things. I was I, I, if you take me out to a party, like I'm probably like I'm dancing. I'm there. Like, oh, whatever. you're going to dance. You're I'm going to dance. dance. I dance, darling. I dance. <laughs> you dance. I dance. I don't dance. <laughs> I dance. 
And <laughs> I'm just, you know, but with other things in terms of expressing myself, I kind of like take a very laid back approach, right? And that might not mm-hmm. also, that might not always be received very well by people that I love and I care about and that I actually want in my life or want them to know that they mean something to me, right? So right. that's what you just said was like perfect because I like I used to say like this is how, this is how I am like I'm not gonna change da 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 da. Obviously, like there are things about myself that I can't change and I have to accept, right? Right. But when you could change something, if it's in your power to do it, you have to kind of step up, own it, and be like, yeah, this was this is how I acted Absolutely. in the past, but now I know better. It's like it kind of reminds me of also like another woman that I love, Maya Angelou, right? It's like yes. when you when you know better, you do better, right? Right. And but sometimes also for me personally, even when I know better, I don't do better. So I'm getting better at that. But it's the human, that's the human. In that's all the, of us. that's the human condition right there. Right. You know, but um, what is what do you think is the greatest advice you've ever been given? All right. I'll go with my mentor. Uh, I call her Mama Ange. Um, she literally I think I was like 16 and she was just like, don't ask. Uh, permission ask forgiveness <laughs> and she made a whole lot of trouble for me with that but <laughs> I stand by that wholeheartedly mm-hmm. because I felt like a lot of times and even as an adult sometimes we're asking we're, we're seeking permission or validations of being who we want to be and who we mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. right and so I just kind of stopped doing that I was really reckless as a teenager. Like, my mouth was crazy. Yeah. Like, I kind savage, mm-hmm. I might say. Yes. But I was very, I was very just, like, honest and uncalled for. Right. That, that's, that's me, too. That's why we named this shit kind savage. <laughs> yeah. Very, and very uncalled for honest person. And I think um, I remember like teachers would be complaining to my mentor about me and she would just be like, she would, they would be like, you need to have a conversation with her. And she would come to me and she'd be like, a lot of adults are, are inferior to you because they're not. <laughs> like the complete, She would say the complete opposite of what they expected her to tell me. Yes. She was fully in support of who I was. And she was just like, continue to be the same way. Right. Like, continue to be super honest and and raw and live exactly as you are and don't ask anybody right. to, to be that way. Right. It's like don't you. change yourself, improve yourself. Yes, basically. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I've been I think I've committed to that. That's the that's the long that and my dad always says nothing changes unless you challenge it. That one did not go well the first day. Okay. Because I learned it and was like, yes. And we left where we were. And I was like, dad, I'm challenging you right now. He was like, you do not challenge me. <laughs> so everybody but me, you can challenge. <laughs> and so literally that those are the two, I think those are the two lessons that I stand by. And my mom always, my mom is always like, always look good. Always, always be dressed. Yes. And you follow my advice. You're dressed right now and you're not even on camera. I was in my pajamas, but I wasn't sure. I was like, we're FaceTiming. I don't know if they're streaming. So let me put, I didn't want to have on the cheetah headband, the cheetah <laughs> button up, the fleece button up. But yeah. Let me just change back into what I wore outfit. Yeah. So those were the, those are the, the things that stood out to me the most that I remember 
like wholeheartedly absorbing and immediately like taking action. Right. And what do you think is the best advice you've ever given to somebody? The best advice I've ever given to somebody. Come on, Sankofa, give it to me. You know what? A free, a free session. Can I get a free free? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're here. I feel like, hmm, I think it was something within the context. I'm going to be very careful with how I say this, though. There's so many different things that I feel like I say often. Um, I One of the main things I can remember right now, the first thing that pops into my head is like being okay with letting parts of yourself die, right? Sounds super crazy, but we all, we all operate on as multifaceted people. We're not just one thing, right? Yeah. We don't just have, we're just not stoic. Everybody's not just stoic. You know, like, there are other elements of personality, of lifestyle that are attributed to each person. So sometimes parts or relationships or different things have to die in that season in order for you to flourish in the next. And so I'm really big on, like, being okay with letting go and really, really letting it go. Like, I, this week was a interesting week. And I remember I had my, I have my own, ther- like, I have my own sessions and I have my own therapist. And I remember talking to her this week and I was just talking about something and I had, <laughs> it's going to sound so crazy. So just stand with me on this. I watched paternity court for probably <laughs> eight hours <laughs> and I cried every episode. Oh my goodness. I was like, what is going on in the world? Like, what is happening? I'd never seen the show. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And I had gotten like a message from one of my nephews to say that he's taking all these accelerated courses and he got like all these crazy grades. And I was so emotional for the whole evening. (laughs) And I get in my session and I'm just like in, in just in shambles, like in tears. And I'm like, it's going to sound so crazy. I'm crying because my nephew's doing so great. But I feel like, there are some things that I want my family to do differently as when it comes to like all of the nieces and nephews that I haven't seen. And I just was like, I don't want to assume this role, but I'm going to do it. And I had to let go of the expectation of anybody else being the person that I'm going to be in regards to like how I move with the babies in any way. shape, or form. They're not babies. Like they're all growing up, but I'm like, I can't, like, nobody else is going to do this. I have to do this. I had to let go of my expectation of what that would look like. So part of, like, those deaths that I talk about are are expectations, right? Um, Ego is necessary, right? Because a lot of times people think ego is negative. I'll say that's the second thing. Ego is very necessary. Like, ego is the person who puts up our and sets our boundaries for us. Like, a lot of times... (laughs) People are always telling everyone to be so humble and the humblest people do not have boundaries. Mm. They tend to let people just do whatever for the sake of they're just an angel. Everything is, you know, all is well. And sometimes we can, we, we need all of these sides of ourselves to be active in order for us to 
live our most fulfilling life. We just don't need to be hot messes, right? Like, so you can have an ego and set boundaries and be kind hearted. Like all of those things can happen at the same time with Mm -hmm. balance. And so when we're saying death, it's like, I'm saying kill all of the things that are beyond that are taking over you yeah. in a negative way and not and not off that balance you. right not yeah anything that's taking you away from the the balance right because then you lose power that way yeah and i think so many people give their power up so easily too so one thing will happen and they're like i'm defeated the week is over the, it's 8 a.m i'm having the worst day ever like, oh, child, you need to go back to sleep and try it again. <laughs> it's it's 7.30. Your day cannot be bad already. Right? Like, people are, you know, like, there are people that live like that every single day. Right. So when, we, when I'm saying kill all of that, anything that is, like, keeping you from fulfillment, keeping you from a purposeful life, a purpose-driven life, anything that's keeping you trapped, let that go and let's let's rethink this. Let's start back. So I think sometimes that just needs to occur. Those are the advice that I give. Because I'll hear people like, but wait, didn't you just say? I heard you tell me earlier that, you know, yeah. I'm big on being the mirror because I know how it is. Yeah. And sometimes we, you know, we meet people who mirror that and we're like, oh, I'm so disgusted. I hate people that act like that. And it's like, you're the exact same person as this person. I want to end it there because I think that was perfect. But I do want I do want the people to know if anything upcoming is coming up, anything you have planned, even with this like with the pandemic going on, um, where they could where they could check you out, things like that. I want them to know. Oh, for sure. So all of the socials I have a thousand social medias. Um, uh, Melanin NYC. So M L N N N Y C. Um, Sankofa S A N K-O-S-A, Mastery Coaching, and then Siobhan Taisha. So S-H-A-V-O-N-N-E-T-A-I-S-H-A. Um, anything come? I don't think there's, I'm saying that there's nothing coming up. I'm going to see. I have to, I'm going to get back into podcasting now that everything's back. And I'm considering launching the coaching program that I did in New Orleans. It was not released, so it might be a week virtual program with about six to ten people. Virtually group um, group work, and we'll see. We'll see when that happens. All right, guys, so stay tuned. (laughs) Definitely follow all those candles, everything across the socials, and um, be sure also... Um, so listen to us. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are Love on Google it. Play. And we are on Spotify. SoundCloud. I said Spotify. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yes. The OG. I thought I said SoundCloud first. I didn't. I'm, I'm working out. This is, this is part of my adult thing. I have to work on my outro, you know? Um, right. So we're going to write it down next time. Okay. And yeah, so with all that said, thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to comment, subscribe, all those things. And thank you so much, Siobhan, for joining I love us. You guys. Taking thank some you. time out of your schedule for us. Um, I feel like it was much needed <laughs> during these times, especially. 
And with all that said, be kind, stay savage.